Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Up Free podcast. This is your host, Natalina. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be speaking with award-winning broadcast journalist, speaker, and former TV news reporter, Erica Mandy. She is leading a movement to enjoy the news again. This is a really great conversation. She's going to be talking with us about why she left her job at CBS Los Angeles so that she can launch news that is convenient and less depressing. We have a great conversation about how news is changing today and ways that we can avoid fake news. She dives into how we can make sure it's credible so that we really have an understanding of what's going on daily and around the world. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Erica, thank you so much for joining us today here on the Rise Up View podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show. We always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guests. So go ahead and tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. Sure. So I have been a broadcast journalist for over 11 years now, Uh, started in TV news for the first 10. And then last summer, I left that uh, world to launch the Newsworthy. It's all the day's news in less than 10 minutes. And I did it because I kept hearing from people that news was too depressing, boring, biased, um, time consuming, and I wanted to solve those problems. So I launched the Newsworthy. So tell us a little bit about your back journey. You know, it's I think it's really empowering for for the community to kind of hear where you come from and how you got to where you are. So tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today and what inspired you to go into journalism. Absolutely. So I grew up in Kansas City and went to school in Indiana. And when I was at college, um, I knew that I always loved to write, tell people, tell stories, talk to people, and in some ways perform because I was a dancer growing up. Um, And so that kind of led me to journalism. And then as I started taking classes in broadcast and television, I realized I could put together video, sound, and storytelling and writing all into this neat package and have that all those elements work together. And so I really fell in love with journalism. And then, oh, I can have an impact on people's lives and tell their stories. And so uh, I got my foot in the door in a small town in Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, um, making $10 an hour as a part-time reporter and just worked my way up. Uh, <laughs> and within that station and then moved on to Portland, Oregon, which is kind of a middle-sized city, a middle market, worked my way up within that And then eventually jumped to Los Angeles, um, which is a larger city, the second largest news market in the country. And so that was a big goal of mine. And I was really proud of being able to get to that point. But it's funny because once you reach one goal, you kind of stop and reevaluate. And I realized that news was moving in a different direction. And I, again, kept hearing from people that they were kind of tuning out news altogether. And so I came up with this idea for the newsworthy and just felt like if I was ever going to take a risk and I was ever going to uh, try something new, now it's the time I had spent I had 10 years, you know, with all that experience and credibility in traditional news media, 
that I could take that and create something different that I felt like was getting on the forefront of how people were consuming news and the things that they wanted out of it. So that's why I launched the Newsworthy. I think this is a this is a really fascinating conversation and topic that we're going to have here. I am one of those people that does not watch the news because of everything that you just explained. I do have a little app on my phone just to make sure that I'm not completely um, unaware of what's happening in the world, but I, I do not watch news at all. Um, so I, there's so many ways we can go about in this interview, but I guess one of the main questions I have is why do you think news is taking this course? Why do you think it's becoming, in my personal opinion, very fear-based? Yeah, so I think there's a couple things going on. One, technology is changing, and so that has something to do with it. We don't want to have to be sitting in front of our TV at 5 p.m. to watch you know, the evening newscast um, on television. We are on the go. We're busy. Um, and then I think we're also kind of sick of staring at screens. To your point, a lot of people maybe get like headlines on their phone or they see it on Facebook, but that kind of gets old because we're staring at so many screens all day that you don't want to take another hour clicking through all that. Um, and, and podcasting is becoming bigger and bigger. So the other thing that's happened uh, with our society kind of becoming polarized is I believe algorithms had something to do with this. So when we were going online and getting more and more news online, what was happening was we would click on stories that interest us that maybe we kind of agreed with and the algorithms would pick up on that. And so they would give us more stories about what you agree with because they want you to keep clicking. So let's say you have, you know, just as an example, the Yahoo news homepage. Well, the more they figure out what you click on, the more of that they give you. And so as people were reading the front page of the newspaper and, you know, just watching the overall newscast and hearing all sides of the story, they're reading specific stories that kind of validates their own opinions. And so what happens is people stop listening to each other. And I think that's at least played a part in where we are today, which is why I focus so much on being unbiased. And it's something that I hear from my audience that they really, really appreciate because I think we're at a point where we're kind of sick of it. Um, yes, Fox News is the number one you know, cable channel right now. And they tend to lean one way, just like MSNBC tends to lean one way. And I think even CNN is starting to realize that the more that they kind of go in one direction, they get some more people watching. But I think there's a lot of people in the middle that just want to hear both sides of the story. And maybe they have their own opinions, but they don't need a news anchor to tell them how they should feel. So I think we're going to start moving away from that. Um, and I think news companies tend to go in the direction that they think will get them more clicks and views. So there's a couple of interesting points here. One of them is, as, as you mentioned, that you, you had a lot of friends and people in your community that said that they stay away from the news because of the content that's, that's you know, being played and whatnot. But do, we, do you also find that that is what people want? Even though we say as a society, you know, we don't want the drama, we don't want fear-based news, but a lot of times that's kind of what, we, what we're attracted to. Do you find that true? I don't think it's true for everybody, and I don't think that everybody is seeking out just their side. I do think when something pops up, maybe on your screen, you tend to click on certain things. But that's why it's we as news consumers have to be conscious of that and say, I want to hear the other side, or let me choose to listen to an unbiased 
uh, podcast or news outlet, whatever you choose to, to do. So I think that journalists today have to be much more transparent about where their information is coming from, because there's also the, the issue of fake news and all that. And, and by fake news, I'm talking about actually false made up news. Um, but then also as news consumers, we have to know where our information is coming from and seek out that other side, because not everybody sits around the TV and, and listens to the evening news anymore. And now it's up to you to to figure out which outlets you're going to go to. So yes, I think there's definitely people who choose to go to certain outlets because they can't stand to hear the other side. But I think as long as you're fair to both sides, most people like hearing uh, all perspectives. And, and I think what draws people to what I'm doing is not just that I'm unbiased, but I'm also a beat. You know, I, I think to your point, it's depressing. And we've gotten to a point where news has become so political because it is so polarized. But the reality is people want to hear about the tech, the cool tech stuff that's happening or, um, you know, the award show that's on tonight. And so I try to combine all of that so that yes, it's unbiased, but it's also not so alarmist. And I think people really appreciate that. Um, and, and maybe because I have more flexibility because I'm not with a corporation that says, Oh, we have to cover all of these things. Hmm. Absolutely. I'd love to go back to one of your points in regards to fake news. You know, as you know, we are completely inundated all over social media on the web, Google, Yahoo, with information. How do you personally, as somebody that runs your own show, how how do you filter and make sure that the news that you're receiving is credible? Yes. So I definitely read more than one news source, especially if something is political or questionable. Um, I know places that I want to know that it's confirmed. I want to know how that journalist got it, who's writing it, and that it's in multiple places so that multiple people have confirmed information. If something's just breaking and it's not really clear what's going on, like we see a lot of times in breaking news situations, um, that's not going to make it (laughs) into my show. So I look at a, a variety of credible news sources, but I look at multiple places to make sure that I'm bringing in all the perspectives from all the different places. That said, I I also think as the consumer, you just have to not see a picture on Facebook and assume that that's accurate, right? I'm not pulling from just um, think like headlines from a place I've never seen before that doesn't have any attribution of who wrote it and what organization it's coming from. And those are the things that news consumers should also be looking at um, as you see things that pop up. We don't want to just take someone's word for it that something's accurate. And there's been studies done that show people don't always look at that. Probably more than, than you realize, you kind of see a meme or something that's like someone's quote. Mm. Well, a lot of times those quotes aren't accurate or they're not um, attributing the right person. So even small things like that uh, happen. But one of the ways that I make sure my news consumers can check me is that I put in my show notes, all of the news sources that I looked at, all the articles that I looked at and um, try to bring that all into one place for them. So that if you ever want to read more about something or check a fact that I said, you can just go right to my website, my website and website and find it and find what. Um, so I'm really conscious about that and trying to be transparent about where everything's coming from. And then I just seek out the other side of things. If I'm noticing some bias in one article, I make sure I, I find another article that I can trust that, that maybe leans another way. And I try to bring that all into one place. 
So you've created this incredible channel for you um, called thenewsworthy.com and you, and you have your podcast and you give, you know, 10 minutes of daily news. For you, what was the, if any, what was the pivotal moment for you when you were working at CBS where you were just like, you know what, this isn't working for anymore and you quit to launch this? Did something come to a head or was it really just an accumulation of feelings? I think it was a little bit of an accumulation because here I was going to all these depressing stories. I kind of felt like news was too depressing and I was working in it. And then I was also just hearing that from people. So it was kind of, all of that was sitting in the back of my head for a while. And then the kind of aha moment was there's, there's certain, you know, email newsletters that try to be fun. Then there's like NPR podcasts, but I wanted to find something that I could listen to while I was getting ready for the morning that I didn't have to stare at another screen and I actually wanted a podcast that made it easier for me to stay informed in like less of a NPR style. As much as I love NPR, it kind of can get boring and like they don't cover as many stories quickly as I sometimes want. So it started as something that I wanted. And then it was like, it woke me up to, wow, I think this is what everybody else wants because I kept hearing all these things. So then that became, I'm not just one day going to wake up and quit my you know, job that a lot of people call a dream job. I then started researching it and I even ran a survey and got some feedback about the idea. And the more I researched it, just the more passionate about it I became. And the more I started looking into the business side of things and I became passionate about that. And so then when I realized I was passionate about that, I sat down and said, okay, I've been at this TV news thing for 10 years. This is that moment where I have to make a decision. Where do I want to be in another 10 years? Because this was kind of my ultimate goal originally. Um, So once I can check that box, do I want to go to network news? Well, people are not really watching there. And I think sometimes the big corporations take so long to catch up with how people are consuming news and what they want that I didn't want to just follow in that path that kind of everybody does. Um, and I wanted to stay on the forefront of how people may want their news. And so the kind of the combination of that new idea, that new passion for business and, and starting my own thing with like, it's the perfect time in my career. I had that 10 years of experience and I'm not that excited about moving on in that same path, but it all came to a head at that point and said, okay, I got to do this. Obviously, we can hear the passion and the motivation behind what you're doing. You know, in your personal opinion, why is this important for us? I mean, why is it important for us to be informed and how does news affect us? Yes. So there's, there's the obvious part, which is laws and policies and who we elect can have a direct impact on our communities and the laws that we're supposed to follow. But it also goes beyond that. And I think it also is the technology that we're using, you know, who's behind that technology? What can I expect next for my industry or for, you know, how I'm going to order clothes online when I'm shopping? All of those things I believe are are part of the news. What businesses are merging and how is that going to impact, you know, the way that I do business? Um, And then just the fun stuff too can impact us. Like I want to know, I want to be informed so that when I walk into work, I know the thing that happened last night that everybody's going to be talking about. So I can be part of the conversation. I can, I can connect with people about shared um, interests. And I think when you get an overview uh, of 
the world and in politics, tech, business, entertainment, all of those things, you start to realize what resonates with you the most. What types of stories are you most interested in? And that can lead you to wanting to give back to certain causes that you find that you tend to be passionate about um, or reach out to new people that have similar interests and make new friends. And so I think in every aspect of our lives, staying informed and uh, seeking out new information and, and interesting tidbits can impact us in a positive way. Erica, I love this. This is a, a very fascinating conversation, one that we haven't had yet on the podcast. So I'm sure our community is really enjoying this and bringing a ton of value. I'd love to jump into the power section of our interview. Can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? You know, it's funny because I should go back and read this, but years ago I read Mika Brzezinski's Knowing Your Value. And if uh, you're not familiar with Mika, she is a news anchor actually um, on the show Morning Joe. And she wrote a book about women in the workplace and how we need to know our value and how, you know, we need to negotiate, but also it doesn't have to you don't have to negotiate in the same way the guy next to you does. It doesn't have to be that aggressive way if you don't feel comfortable with that. But you can still know your value and you can still negotiate in a way that's authentic to you. And she also just pointed out all of these things that we as women face in the workplace that was kind of an eye-opener for me because I didn't realize sometimes that when that guy got mad that I kept talking in the meeting, maybe it was because it was a power thing and he didn't understand that a woman could talk as much as he does in the meeting. Um, so it, it was, not, it was changing. It was life-changing for me in just waking up to some of those things and how I can take control of it as well. I'll definitely have to check that out. I haven't read that one. So knowing your value by Mika, what was the last name one more time? Brzezinski. And don't ask me to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find it. Thank you so much. And what's one value that you've always stuck by throughout your journey? I think it would be honesty. Um, you know, as a journalist, Honesty is so important. Um, I always want to be fair to everybody that takes their time to talk to me. Um, so yes, definitely on a professional aspect, honesty is huge. But I think also on a on a personal aspect, I've never been a good liar. First of all, um, so it's it's not a good path for me anyway. But it, it just never feels right to uh, to not be fully honest with someone. And so and and. It, I expect that from other people. If someone's going to say something to, my, to, you know, say one thing to me and say and do something else, then I don't have time for that person. So I think honesty is so important. And if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it the golden nugget here at Rise Up For You. What would that be? I think it would be to be open. Um, open to new experiences, new possibilities, new perspectives. What does the other side say about something? Even if you think you're 100% right, just be open. And lastly, as you know, we're the company Rise Up For You. When you hear that phrase, rise up for you, what comes to mind initially? I think I would agree with you. And I know that you've said this also, that you have to show up for yourself and figure out your own stuff before you can be that positive light in other people's lives and to be able to help them. Um, and so it's definitely, it's not selfish to want to make sure that you shine your own light because that'll eventually help the next person. Erica, it's been such a great conversation with you. Incredibly honored to have you on the show. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? Tell us more about the Newsworthy and where we can check it out. 
Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, you can just go to thenewsworthy.com and you can find all the ways to subscribe there and or just listen and see if it's something that you're into. You can also just search The Newsworthy wherever you listen to podcasts. Beautiful. Thank you again so much, Erica. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. And, you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, there's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. The cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes. Make sure you subscribe for the podcast if you haven't already. And let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.